Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. And we're back. We're here. We're ready to go. Yeah, we're doing it yet again. Another one for the books. Uh, The big story in my life is I finally got rid of the disgusting carpet that was leading me to a death spiral of the Brittany Murphy variety. Yeah. It's like, you can't have that carpet in your apartment for that long. Like it will kill you. It'll get mold and you'll die. Yeah. And like, I mean, I wanted to get rid of it for so long anyway. And I finally got, I I was actually, I was like talking to my mom and my sister over Christmas and I was like complaining about it. And they were just like, ask your, ask your landlord to, to change it. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, I should, but I don't know. It's, and they're like, no, just do it. And I was like, well, there, it does look like there's mold <laughs> on it. And then my sister was like, oh, then it will be illegal for him not to do it. And yeah, I was like, okay. But I have to say, and like, I realized that I am, you know, philosophically and politically, I am, you know, anti-landlord. I'm, you know, whatever, whatever yeah, I am. Yeah. But, uh, but, but you're a pro your own person. My now. landlord is the nicest guy. I just shout out. I don't think Kiro is listening, but shout out to Kiro. For, he is. Yeah, he could be. Um, you never know. He Yeah, he uh, got me the floor I wanted. He sent some guys over. They did it within two days. It was pretty smooth. Um, my cat did have to be on suicide watch for the rest of the week, but I think he's emotionally forgetting the trauma. He was like stressed out about it all week because just like people were there. Oh my God. So, okay. Sorry. This isn't like a cat podcast, but Mm. my cats have two different personalities. Crackers hides and Dahlia tries to flee. Mm -hmm. So freeze, freeze. What's it called? Freeze or fawn. What is it called? Something freeze or fawn fight or flight freeze or fight. Fight, flight, or fawn. What's or fawn? freeze? Free. Those are the two that people like. The, people are like. Well, everybody says fight or flight, but they don't know about the other ones. Freeze, uh, where you just okay. don't do anything, okay. and then fawn, where you just start like complimenting the person. Like you immediately get um, Stockholm syndrome. Like sure. every second, there's any conflict, which I think I'm sort of a combo of those last two. Actually, freeze and fawn. Interesting. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a freeze than a fawn. Yeah. But so crackers. Crackers is a freeze and Dahlia is a flight. Okay. Because Crackers was trying to 
hide in the most precarious tiny spaces like that he's never hidden in before like make mm-hmm. himself invisible and just Sad. like cawing like what? not a normal cat sound like a a deranged sound and then Talia who has been who has been fa- like a fawner Stockholm syndrome for years hasn't tried to escape the apartment this time she was barreling towards the door to attack to no to leave to get yeah. out yeah she's had, no dummy we had the screen we finally had to because they were like coming in and out with stuff so we finally had to like close the screen door because she was she cut and I, I hadn't seen her do that in so long but she still like was had that instinct to just like leave and she, she was like here's my time to get back out on the streets because she yeah. was a huge slut oh my god Wish yeah never. before you reined it in um but yeah they're fine now they're getting used to it they're not the most graceful on the hardwood floors uh mm-hmm. so they're doing a little ice skating routine scooby-doo um that thing between them. Yeah, which is so cute, which my dog does too. I love it. It's sad, but you know, whatever. Um that's my big news for the week. Very well exciting for, me. exciting for me. Did you did you watch um Sex in the City? Whatever I'm just, the fuck I'm just called. like that. Yeah. So uh I watched it. I was actually I was like tired last night, but you texted me and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that it was coming out. I need to watch this before I go to bed. Mm. I did watch it and Boy, was I not disappointed. This might have been my favorite episode yet. Really? Okay. So this one, does Che give a stand-up routine in this one? It's the beginning oh. of it is Che is at like a, a weird, like, like, like a janky pride. pride parade at Washington Square Park where there's like, everyone's in like rainbow attire and Che is the grand marshal. And then... Miranda but this is like just like they don't really specify like what it is you're right it's just sort of like an event like a general yeah like, it's not a, it's of... not the real pride parade because it's much smaller than that and it and it's not like a rally for any particular cause other than she kept saying about like it's like visibility is the most important thing and like not hiding and then of course Miranda sees her son there and so she wants to escape but then immediately she comes back with cold brews for for her and Che, it, yeah. it, again, it just, it makes no sense. And then Che gives Miranda an ultimatum. Yeah. And Che also, I mean, this is kind of like leaping ahead, but is like, I love you, which is like very out of the blue. I didn't think Che loved Miranda. I thought that they were like sleeping together for a few weeks. And Che was this like, kind of like play like person <laughs> like I want to yeah. say play, play. Che like, is a player. player. Che, che fucks a lot of people and I don't I don't know Che's motivations uh whether they are being honest that they love Miranda or whether Oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. So well, yeah. Miranda like dumps Steve again. So sad. Justice for Steve. I love Steve. Steve doesn't deserve any of this. Steve was like Oh, I just love like, you know, hanging out with you, watching TV, like eating ice cream. Like that's, and I was like, yes. It's been an abusive relationship from the beginning. Miranda, like has always been such a bitch to Steve. Like Miranda should go to jail or like get canceled or something. Like he needs to like publicly call out Miranda. Like 
the way that she would just scream at him in the old episodes whenever, like just all the time. And it was sort of written off as like this quirky thing because she's like, can't commit, but it was messed, really messed up. And she breaks up with him all the time. And he's right. Like in the breakup episode, he's like, you always do this. And like, I'm not going to do it anymore. So what I assume will happen, and I could be wrong, is that Che, she's going to get to Cleveland. wherever Che is, Cleveland, and Che is going to be like hooking up with someone else. Che land. Che land. Che town. Che town. And be yeah. like. And- oh, yeah. Che's going to be hooking up with a hot Cleveland slut. Yeah. And Miranda is going to come. I mean, do you think Miranda is going to come crawling back to Steve? Or is that too? My hope is that she goes crawling back to Steve and Steve will be like, I can't, we'll be like, no, I like really, I'm going to break up with you this time. Or they're going to decide that they need to be in an open relationship. And like, that's been the missing piece the whole time. Cause she's like queer. Honestly, that is probably how they're going to try to have it both ways is like open relationship and Steve, but Steve has been so desexualized. Like, I can't, re- I can't imagine this version of Steve, like fucking other women or whatever. I think this version of Steve is like the hottest one yet. Oh yeah. No, I think he's super hot, but I think in the show they're trying to make him. So he's like completely neutered, but it's like, you can't restrain him. I mean, the actor that played Steve, he, his career debut was, was being naked on stage in the gay is like a gay baseball play. Where oh my it was God, like, like the real Smith. It's like, yeah, Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Like this was, he was on Broadway and it was some play about baseball players and he was in the closet or something. And it was like a big hit because they all got naked on stage. And that was like right before sex and city or right before he got cast on sex and city. So he was like this Broadway. Is that what that's based on? Cause that's like the exact, like, when Samantha starts dating Smith Jarrett in the old show, she's like, he's a waiter. And then she goes and sees his play and he gets naked and she's like, okay, well I'm going to help you. And then she like gets him a, a, um, an absolute vodka campaign and like gets all these stories. Like the absolute guy is naked in a show on Broadway. And then like, that's how he becomes famous. I didn't, I, yeah, no, cause I, there's so many of those episodes I've never actually seen, but yeah, no, that probably is loosely based on, I mean, I think that happens a lot is like a hot guy gets naked in a play, but that is, it could be yeah loosely based on the real Steve. Interesting. So I just hope that before this season is out, we get to see, Steve's juicy ass again, at least once. I'm sure we will. We've seen a lot of. We, oh, we saw Miranda. hair. The, the, okay. So the hair, there was a big, big, hairy nude scene. But I don't see Harry's ass in this. You see his dick. Harry's dick. You see his huge dick. And it's a prosthetic. I think. No. Like it, in the, you, when, when Charlotte's going to suck his dick. Yeah. There's a, there's a quick flash of his giant penis. I totally missed it. Oh, no. I it's, I have, yeah, I must have blocked it. A big, semi-erect Harry's penis for a flash. But it was you, it's very obviously, unfortunately, a prosthetic. Because it's like, yeah, it's just, it, I mean, it didn't look super real. Anyway. And there's and another I don't, dick in it, too. There are two dicks in this episode, then. What's the other dick? 
The other dick is when Carrie goes downstairs. Oh, right. That guy. But that was a real dick. That was his real dick. Yeah. Maybe I, I guess I didn't see a fake dick. I only saw. Yeah. Go, go back. It's just a quick second, but yeah, right, right before Charlotte slams the door on her daughter's face. Um, you see a, a glimpse of a, a gigantic semi-erect elderly penis. All right. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. Cause I also think Harry is hot. See, I am not into Harry. I think he's just, Oh, he's, I mean, I like, you know, I like older guys. Steve is so hot, but Harry has maybe just crossed the bridge into a little too elderly for my taste. It looks like I know, but I like, I just think he's wearing it. I'm like, you look like a great older guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's very fit. Like, I don't know. Yeah. He's fit. Oh yeah. Well he, but that's, uh, so that was the thing you texted me about is that Charlotte gives Harry uh, an aura ring to bring Which this is back like to what starts the whole blow job thing yeah. because he's like get on your knees and like propose to me I thought that was a bit of a reach I, I see the sort of writing writer's room like backwards thinking to like have you have to get to that place and you're like okay but it's is- like I don't do you really need that much like isn't aren't we already kind of like like hardwired to get to that place of like a blow job. Like does it between a married couple, like does it really need to be like, I'm going to invent this made up yeah. situation where you're, I, I don't know. The whole. I thing. wonder, I mean, similarly to Peloton, I wonder if they were like, like it was like product placement or if they really wanted to get the aura ring. I mean, it obviously the writer's room placements. reads. Goop. I mean, no one really uses an aura ring. I don't believe that the aura ring is a real thing. Gwyneth definitely uses it. Charlotte definitely uses it. That's two people, one real and one fake. Harry. Harry now, after he got that. Well, he didn't actually get the blowjob. So no. he's his blue balls, but he has yeah. that aura ring on. Harry uses it as a cock ring. Yeah, that's that's what I thought was going to happen. Which he's going to like, yeah. I mean. <laughs> or maybe next week there'll be the, um. what is the like, the don't, the, the no nuts or the what are those called? Yeah, there'll be Donuts. a thing about no. I mean, that would that would be my favorite direction if like the whole thing just became product placement of goop sex toys, and they were like, his dick is too big. I have to use the go nuts donut so that I can fit it. I mean, it's why we need Samantha back. I know Samantha would be so into all that stuff. Yeah. Um, we didn't get other than oh. Che and what's Carrie's realtor's name? I always I know Sarita oh, Chowdhury. I, I don't remember either. Uh, anyway, she was there. Um, oh, and then Carrie has a new friend, her neighbor, a young millennial jewelry designer who is dating some hot guy that's mean to her. And Carrie's afraid that she looks like old and insane in front of her neighbor because she wears like babushkas now when she goes out to smoke and walk around the block. Yeah. And she had to yell at them to be quiet. And she yells at them to be quiet. But then they, um, oh, and then she, it's so embarrassing. She, she and Charlotte are at um, Chelsea Market and she goes to Fat Witch Bakery, which is like, I'm sorry, this was like trendy 20. It was like trendy at the height of Sex in the City. And it, it, it does make sense for the characters that they would just like continue going to their old haunts. But like, sorry, no 25 year old i mean and this happened in the show but like no 25 year old is going to be impressed by fucking fat witch donuts or fat witch brownies well when she tries to bring it he's like we don't eat we that. don't eat sugar yeah so i guess that made sense but it was like this is such a early aughts new york it's it would it's like a magnolia bakery 
if they were, if they kept going to Magnolia Bakery, it's like, yeah. this is over. I know. Although will it ever really be over? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Oh, when I was at, when I was in New York a few weeks ago, I walked past, um, Dominique Ansel Bakery and people were still fucking lining up around the block for cronuts in 20, the end of 2021. Well, so I guess nothing cool. is ever over. That's good. Good for them. Yeah. Um, I do feel like New York has more like longevity with things like that than LA does. Cause with LA, it's all bullshit. At least like in New York, it's actually good. Y- yeah. Yeah. New York will have, cause also it's like, there's such a, like a food tourism aspect. Like every person who goes to New York is like, I have to go to, you know, Joe's pizza. I have to get a cronut, blah, blah, blah. So it's like this constant stream of people. Whereas LA, what are the, I mean, I feel like uh howling rays is like the one place that like will always have a line. But other than that, I don't even know what howling rays is the, like the hot chicken thing. That's like a three hour wait. I don't even know. No, it's like, and also like that definitely hasn't always, I mean, hot chicken is like a thing of like in the last like five years. Yeah. This was like the first one. This is why all the other ones opened up was because howling rays was such a huge success mm. and they're still, and it is like, I mean, I've only been once cause the wait is too long and it is, I guess like better than the other ones, but it's definitely not like, if you have now a hot chicken on every corner, like it's not that much better that you need to wait. Yeah. I thought it, Dave's hot chicken was the first one that I ever saw people like waiting in line for, but I guess that's just because like I would drive by it. On my yeah. Day. I think Dave's was like the first big one to open up after howling rays that like realized that they could like become a big chain. Yeah. Uh, well, they had like crazy lines. Like the one on Western used to have these like really long lines. Yeah. Cause that was the first Dave's I think was the one on Western. Um, but I've never been to any of them because it's just like not my like it's just not gonna I'm not gonna wait in line like that to eat. No, right. Well, now I don't think any of them have lines except for the original Howling Rays. Where Chinatown. is it? It's in Chinatown. Oh. It's at Far Eastern Plaza. Well, anyway, I mean, yeah, I guess there's stuff like that. Guess what I had for dinner last night? What howling Nashville hot chicken, not howling. You're the biggest hot chicken head that I know. (laughs) I only get it. I get it like once every three weeks after I play tennis. Cause it's like, after I'm have tennis at eight o'clock, I'm hungry and I don't want to drive far. So it's really taco truck, Del Taco or cluck and blaze Nashville hot chicken. the The three things like right in my vicinity. Yeah. Um, So I just sort of rotate around those three things in my old neighborhood there was one of those like it was a knock i don't remember what it was called it was called oh it was called angry birds oh yeah that one's pretty good (laughs) and it was like we used to go there sometimes because it was like right there they're all good it was good but i mean it wasn't like it's just never been my like thing i think it's too hot and too fried it's just like all the things about it i don't like so yeah i do i love i love hot and i love fried yeah um so anyway, Charlotte gave Harry the ring. She didn't give him a blowjob. Che confessed their love to Miranda, which I thought was totally unmotivated. And and then Miranda went completely off the deep end, broke up with Harry, and then screamed, I'm in a rom-com to carry on the phone. I know. I love watching her. I, I have been really enjoying her self-destruction because it's satisfying yeah do you think she'll go off the wagon after che inevitably dumps her oh that's a good question um 
Here's something that they could do that I really am afraid they might do. They could just make her like stay sober, have everything be perfect for her and her to be like, this is what I've always needed. And like, this was the thing that was missing, but it just doesn't feel like it because her pattern feels so like unhinged and like she gets that. I do think Cynthia Nixon is doing a really good job because she's getting, she has this like crazed look Mm -hmm. whenever she talks about it, which like, I, I, I mean, we've all known people who get, who have been like that in a relationship, but I mean, when do you see like active love addiction, except for that, I guess is what the entire show is about, but like they, she really does look nuts. Yeah. She's, uh, she's playing her with empathy, but still with sort of a little, not a wink, but like she, she knows what she's playing. Yeah. And you don't, you don't often see that, especially expressed from like a middle-aged woman, which is sort of, unless you're like in a Kathy cartoon or something. Right. Which has always been the like. The height of of feminine uh, complexity. Exactly. So, okay. So So how many episodes do do we have just two episodes left? Three episodes? How many are there? I've never, I always just watch them until they run out. And then I'm like, always sad. Like what if it just never ends? That's what I hope. I, I was like, really honestly last night kind of just taken aback by like how well I feel like I know the characters in sex in the city. And like, it's insane that this show has been on for like 20 years or longer. And it's through like these movies and it's like all of these phases of their lives and like their dating lives has just been like, this shit it's just like this never-ending fucking saga and it's like so stupid yeah and i'm obsessed with it and it's i mean this i think this is like it's gone gotten in the cultural conversation in a way that is so rare in our current like i feel like sex and the city was huge obviously back in the day but there were way fewer options back then and i i'm honestly surprised that it seems to have broken through even though it is like a lot of quote unquote, not hate watching, but it's like people making fun of it. And so especially Che, who someone tweeted today is like the Jar Jar Binks of the twenties, which I'm like, oh yeah, totally. yeah, they totally are. But, um, but it's really, it's really captured the collective imagination in a way that is exciting. I don't know what it is about that show. There's something, I mean, it there's, it's, it's very stupid and like, the writing is is like goofy but there's something ingenious about the way that they tell the story and the the sort of the the places that they bring these characters and they really do they really do know them and they yeah. aren't afraid to make them look silly yeah i guess i don't know mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway i do i mean as i said before it's never going to happen but i do wish that we could have Samantha back, but yeah, I sort of, yeah, I don't think, I think Kim Cattrall is going to hold firm, but you never know. You never know. Never say never. Although Kim Cattrall did say never. She definitely have said, has said never multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what any goop, there was like very little goop news in the paper um, this week. I don't know. I'm in like a total full blown, like, wellness spiral and I'm just like not 
even as like receptive to goop stuff because I'm just like, so like, it's like goop and like everything else. Like I'm just like in, I'm like in a bad place with wellness. Like I need to like recover a little bit. Meaning you've gotten too obsessed with sort of detox. You said, should I say what you said offline or no? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Then that will be a mystery. Maybe I'll talk about it on the Patreon, Okay, but like, I can't, but like, I've just been too like, um, so like I have these two like polar, like there are two sides of me in interacting with wellness. There's like the higher self, which is like goop, but also has like these toxic traits of like, um, the enlightened by to be magnetic ladies, like holding a crystal doing like, just like really getting into myself and like, Um, I think like some of my better workouts are affiliated with that. Like there's a lot of like very demented journaling that happens like in this wellness space. And then there's another side of me that like wants to go on a fucking diet, a nineties style diet where I'm eating like fat free cottage cheese and tracking my calories and like everything is like sugar free, fat free, which those two things they don't really go together, but like, I just, I fully am both. Like you want to do both sugar free. You want to do, you don't, you want to do keto. You want to do South beach. You want to do low fat. You want to do low carb all at once. And I just want to do like a very like air one, like very expensive, like grain free granola. And like, yeah. You know oh my what God, I mean? Sorry. Like, I, I, I went to Erewhon for breakfast the other day. That's really I, got, I spent $28 on breakfast for myself getting a breakfast burrito which is was like fine but it's like definitely worse than any other breakfast burrito that you could get in los angeles and then i got a smoothie that i thought it was the green goddess smoothie which i've had before which i like which has like almond milk and stuff but this was just called the goddess Mm. and it had spirulina and chlorella or whatever yeah and it had coconut milk and coconut meat it was i don't know which of these powders Mm. made it taste disgusting but it was I mean, I drank the whole thing because it was $14, but it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever had in my life. The thing about those that are so disgusting is like, in addition to the horrible flavor, there's like the outrageous fat content that's like coating your entire mouth and making you nauseated. But that's the thing is like, usually if I have any sort of breakfast, whether it's like yogurt or oatmeal or whatever, I'm like, you know, hungry for lunch at 1231. Yeah. Having this fucking smoothie and I had the breakfast burrito. So it's probably like, it's probably like 7,000 calories. I literally wasn't hungry until dinner. So some, yeah. somehow it filled me up for the whole day. I mean, sure. But like, is that really how important is that? No, it's not. Maybe it's important. I don't know. It is. It would be important if I had, if I didn't have the opportunity to eat lunch, if I was so busy that I was like, I'm just running around. And I like don't have time for lunch. Then I would be like, oh, I need to have this goddess smoothie every morning. Yeah, I just, um, sorry. I just walked away from my computer because I was trying to find my, um, receipt from air one, which I'd been saving to mm. show you, but I think I finally threw it out. I oh, know no. I bought, um, a, I bought a bottle of wine, a roll of sushi, a roll of sushi, a sushi roll. 
Because Erewhon now has, well, at least the Silver Lake one has like a whole separate Erewhon wine store in like a different. Yeah, well, it doesn't. Well, that's nice. The one here doesn't, it just has like a regular Mm. like fridge or whatever. Um, I bought a bag of cereal, like Ezekiel brand cereal, and a bag of Chocho um, protein powder. Mm. And I think my grand total was like, $75. $75. Yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, it is truly a scam, but it's so beautiful being in there. It's like church. And it's like a church that steals your, like the Mormon church. You have to pay like 10% of your income to tithe. It's like that. It's, yeah. It's also where like, you see like the real people, like real people go there. Like not like us, like not dabblers, like real oh. Looney tunes who are like, um, like I saw a woman walking up and down the supplement aisle with this poor guy while like he was trying to like help her pick a supplement for her daughter. And he was like, maybe you want to get her this like zinc. And he, she's like, she, she has zinc. She has it every day or something like she needs this other thing. Like these, they are so intense in there. Yeah. It's like, well, cause I'll drive. I never go in, but I'll drive past the like is it is it the original air one the one like by the grove? I've always thought that, but I could. But be wrong. that has become such like a like a Gen Z like influencer hub. Well, that was the one where famously there was during the like height of the pandemic, like the height of the 2020 like unvaccinated lockdowns. Um, a woman brought her like sub, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah on a leash. That's cool. <laughs> which. And then like, it was going around on Twitter and people were like, this is non-consensual, like, you know, bringing you into their sex yeah, yeah. play or whatever, which I guess, I don't um, know. Yeah. The Silver Lake era one is, re- I mean, you do get some Looney Tunes, but it's very, I mean, I think all of that area is like insane. So it doesn't feel, it feels like the same vibe as like most of the places in that immediate vicinity. Yeah. Um, but I imagine the, Sherman Oaks one is even more sort of like housewifey, like the like really intense, like super moms. That seems like what that would be the vibe there. What do you mean by super mom? Like, like fancy yoga pants, you know, head of the PTA. Um, their husband is like a Hollywood mover and shaker. And they like sit at home, like plotting their children's, like getting into the Ivy league and like going to air one five times a day. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It felt very like, yeah, it felt more like people from like Beverly Hills were coming over. Cause Beverly Hills is like, not that far. It's just no. like over the hill. And I think we get a lot of that. What if Sherman Oaks secedes from Los Angeles to become part of the city of Beverly Hills? Well, we they already seceded to become Sherman Oaks. Like Sherman Oaks, it was Van Nuys. And then, oh, like, and then they're their own city. There were like rich people who were like, actually, we want to be Sherman Oaks. Yeah. So wow. I guess they could do it again. They did it once, we'll do it again. But Beverly Hills is so depressed. It's like the most depressing part of Los Angeles. Is it? I like Beverly Hills. I went to a movie there last weekend just because it was like the only place where this movie was playing. And it's like, it's just like a ghost town. It's just like dusty and like no one's there. And it's just like, it's just, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like the vibes. It's like a, um, it's like a retirement community. It's very suburban. 
And like, it doesn't feel like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't feel like a place, like a young, vibrant place. It feels like an older place for like grandparents and like maybe families, I guess. Yeah. Um, but what movie, I didn't even know they had a movie theater in Beverly Hills. (laughs) Barely. It's called the, uh, music hall. It used to be a Lemley, but then it seceded from Lemley (laughs) or like, it's now like part of the IFC. I don't know. The same ads play that play at like the Angelica in New York. And it's this room. It's actually a good movie. If anyone wants to catch it, it's this, uh, Romanian movie called bad luck banging or loony porn. Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually wanted to see that. Uh, and it's, yeah, this woman who's like a teacher, she makes a sex tape with her husband and like it gets uploaded to the internet and then it becomes this huge like scandal within her conservative community. Um, but then it gets very, there's like the whole middle section is like this like visual collage in a like Jean-Luc Godard way. Um, it's, it's very cool. It's a cool movie, but it was just me and this one other guy were in, in Beverly Hills watching it together. Well, this looks like a cute theater. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think it'll last very long. It's definitely going to be like the first on the chopping block when the theater yeah, industry dies Yeah, I know out. this place. Wait, I think I know this theater. It's on Wilshire. Yeah. Uh, I've been um, there a couple of times. When... Yeah, I think it's been, it used to be something else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Goop. The only Goop news, there was very little. I, there was a, a little article in the New York post in page six that um, was about prolon. And it just said lose five pounds in five days is the Gwyneth Paltrow endorsed prolon diet safe. Yeah. And then there was just just a picture of Gwyneth in front of a bunch of soups. And then you had, it was just boring. It was like, they said, you know, Sonia Morgan has done it. Ava Longoria, Jennifer Aniston, Kate Hudson, the usual suspects. And then they had like, they interviewed a few nutritionists and, you know, a couple said it was good and a couple said it was bad. Where they like interview the fucking um, nutritionists who are like, oh, this is actually bad for you. Like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Like, yeah. I don't need these stupid articles. Like, who has, who cares? It's obviously a crash diet. I didn't realize that Prolon was a very, I didn't realize that Goop sort of put Prolon on the national stage in the way that it did. Oh yeah. I mean like, well, you remember when like for a while they were just doing like nonstop, like yeah. prolon, prolon, prolon. And then even this new detox, they're like in their Q and a, they're like, here's how it's different from prolon. That is. Yeah. So they really, um, I wonder if, I mean, I think that's just Goop's MO is to, to take something that's working and then take them under their wing and give them a platform all the while trying to steal their secrets so they can compete with them in the future. Yeah. I mean, I think they just want to like, I mean, I think they just want to permanently keep expanding like all of Mm -hmm. these places. They got to, but yeah, I still have very little interest in actually doing prolon. Um, I know some of our listeners have done it or, and are trying the new goop detox. Yeah. If any listeners are like doing the detox, can you like reach out and tell us about it? Because I am, I probably never going to do it, but I, I really want to know what this cereal is. I just, I really want to know. I'm so intrigued. 
Yeah. Like, what is it? It looks like gruel, like yellow gruel. Sorry, can you hear my dog drinking his water? He's really being. Oh, yeah, I hear a little bell ringing. It's his little collar hitting the thing. Um, So, yeah. yeah, if anyone if anyone is uh you know trying the detox or has friends trying the detox, send us the deets, especially yeah, about the cereal. Someone on Instagram um like broke down the costs of it for us, which was really good. And they were like, Oh, like if you buy this powder separate, this powder, it was everything plus like the dry brush, it was only like fifty something dollars. So it was it was something like, oh, it was a hundred and hundred and seventy-five dollars just for the cereal and the booklet. <laughs> basically i mean yeah like i do think that like that's kind of how much the stuff costs like if you go to erwan and buy like similar products like you're you're not going to be spending like that much less money no, it's absolutely not. a lot of money to spend on it yeah but i don't know i have to know and does and the cereal is it gross is it gross? Is a, it's a hot cereal right or is it cold yeah it's like hot a porridge porridge yeah yeah. Let us know. Is it gross? Is it good? Is it worth it? Did you lose five pounds in five days? Even though that's not what they say will happen, but it probably. But is that what they say will happen on Prolon? On Prolon. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think they like infer that it's like that, but they don't. They never say like weight loss. Right. I. Why do these people always pretend it's not about weight loss? Maybe it is. It always is. I mean, like. If you're like going down to eating like 500 calories a day or whatever, it's like, what else could it possibly be about? Shall we move on to the newsletters? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Agnes, what was your best of the week? Um, my best of the week was the, um, detox roundup. (laughs) (laughs) So like, as I said, I'm obsessed with doing detoxes. I think that I don't, I feel like I want to start, I don't know. I'm like really on the fence about it because I think I'm naturally afraid of supplements. Like I think that they're actually all really bad for you. And like, I don't take any, but now I'm starting to feel like I should be taking like high school genes or something. Um, a long time ago, a really amazing listener sent us a breakdown of what they all were and like how you could like make your own. And so I'm kind of thinking of getting back into the like balls in the air, like not balls in the air into the, um, into the high school jeans, which I've never really done, but there was this like how to detox, like no matter how much time you have. So it was like, if you have 30 seconds, take balls in the air. If you have a minute, make a drink. If you have five minutes, do a dry brush. Um, yeah. If you have five days, then, do prolong. It's like, yeah. every. Yeah. And then it just like, you know, of course, like extends. And then yours, if you have sweet, if you have two weeks, you can do. Oh, sweet kick. kick which you did. I do. I still have a few stray sweet kick mints lying around. Uh, it's not very expensive no because it's literally just i mean it is expensive if you think about that it's like 45 dollars for a pack of mints that is expensive yeah do you think that you could have just like bought a tin of altoids and it would have been the same thing yeah i mean this supposedly these mints have things that like disrupt your taste buds and like make you not be able to taste sweet sugar but an altoid is 
so strong that it probably accomplishes the same thing, even without ever, without the chemical that, that sweet kick has. And if you're just like, Oh, I'm going to have a mint instead of eating dessert that basically accomplishes the same thing. You know what I like, if I feel like I'm going to go off the deep end is, um, like a juice shot, like a, like a wellness shot oh, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I like have a few of those in my fridge and like, sometimes when I'm like, okay, like I need to get out of that. Like I need to like put the brakes on. I'll just like do one of those. And it really will, especially like there's this one that I get from press and it's like apple cider vinegar and like pineapple or something. It's like Ooh. super intense and really good. Um, and it just like cleans it. Like just feels like you just are like cleans you out like a whistle and yeah. like, you just like are like, fuck it. Like you don't want anything i'm sorry that's not that sounds good my dog um so this detox yeah the detox roundup it was it was sort of funny because yeah it was like you know no matter how much or how little time you have you have time to detox I well, which I guess makes sense. I mean, I guess you always kind of do. Also, I've seen I think this exact same article before. Like, here's how much time you have to do whatever, but um, it doesn't mean I don't like it. Sure. So whatever. What was your best? My best was the launch of Goop's new product this week. They're really coming in fast and furious with these new products. This is the Goop Glow Cloudberry Exfoliating Jelly Cleanser, yeah, which is a daily dose of exfoliating goodness suspended in a unique soft uh, ultra plush jelly face wash. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels incredible, springy to the touch, silky, nourishing as you smooth it over your skin, massage it in, and then splash it off easily with warm water. Um, this just, it's like very reasonably priced. It's $28. Uh, I, you know, I'm always on the lookout for good cleansers with, uh, for oily skin. And this is, um, an exfoliating one that they say is safe to do every day. So if you don't want to do the like glycolic acid peels every day, you can do this. Um, and it just, I like the jelly cleanser is like a different texture. Uh, it just seems like a good everyday goop product and I would be thrilled to try it. Yeah. I have, I do like a like jelly like texture like yeah. a gel textured cleanser. Um, I do believe so. Like I had a um, the so like my craziest was that the copy where it was like it's time for you to get grown up cleanser. Mm. Where I was like, why? And I do sort of think of all beauty products that I think are a scam cleansers. And eye creams are the two that I'm like, I think you can get, and retinol. Uh-huh. I think you can get, well, like retinol is important, but I think that you can get like, I don't think you need to spend a lot of money on retinol. I think it's like, if it has retinol, it's fine. I think all eye creams are the same. And I think that cleansers, you put so much shit on after a cleanser. Like, I think the worst experiences I've had have been with like expensive cleansers. And then the best ones have been with like, Cetaphil, like Cetaphil is the best cleanser. And like, I've never found one that I like more and I still use it all the time. I have other ones that are like more expensive and they always like, I have dry skin, they dry my skin out or occasionally they'll be nice, but it's like never, then like you just put like 
all of this shit on top of it. And it's like, it's like, whatever, it doesn't even matter that you used it. I mean, whatever, yeah, whatever gets your face clean. I actually just got a new Cetaphil, which is, it's, um, it's a foam cleanser specifically for oily skin. Mm. And I only got it because my CVS was out of the normal Cetaphil, but, Mm. uh, I really, I, I don't love the foam cleanser. I feel like it's not really getting in there, but, um, yeah. That's why I do like to alternate that one with a more exfoliating one, which right now I have like just the Burt's Bees exfoliating one, which is less than $10 and it's great. It has those just like beads that just rough up your skin, which are supposed to be really bad for you, but I love them. I hate, I honestly, personally, I hate all Burt's Bees products, but (laughs) I I like them because they're so shitty. They're so like nineties. They're very like nostalgic. I feel like that was my first, like, um, like foray into like the elevated oh, yeah. wellness focused things were like Burt's Bees. Cause before that, the only exfoliating cleanser on the market was like the St. Ives apricot wash, which like will re- literally, <laughs> rip your skin off. you'll be like, you'll be like Freddy Krueger after that. Yeah. Uh, so um, this is, yeah, this is a step up, but it's in, yeah, it's the same. I like it though. I like Burt's Bees. Yeah. Um, but you always buy like expensive face cleaner from goop. You got like the detox. Well, I've gotten it once. <laughs> And and I still, I still have a little bit of it and I use it every once in a while, but I, and I like this, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's attacking my oily skin in the same way that the, the, the grocery store or the drugstore brands do. I totally got it. Yeah. Like I just, I always like would rather, like, I love doing the glycolic peels from goop and I love their exfoliating. I love the goop glow, like exfoliator stuff, whatever it's called. What's it called? The, it comes in a pot. Yeah. 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 The, it's just like exfoliating cream or whatever. I know what you're talking about. It's like a mask. Oh yeah. Um, I love those two. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the greatest goop product I think on the market. It's just so, it's like so expensive that stuff there. I know, but those two are really good. I feel like if you have the, if I use those, which I wouldn't use either of them every day anyway, I think I'm good. I don't think I need like another exfoliating thing. Yeah. This one, yeah, but, the, the price point know. just intrigued me because it was like, it's honestly not that more, much more expensive than like, because my Cetaphil, it's like a fancy Cetaphil, I guess. It was $16. And then once you're at 16, then 28 doesn't seem like that unreasonable. Yeah, I guess that's how they get you. All right. What was your worst? Um, oh, my worst. Okay. So I have like more bad news from the fucking goop shipping department. Okay. Okay. So my fucking, oh my God, my, the shampoo finally came. I love it. I'm so glad I fucking got it. It's, it smells so good. Like it's just, it's the way you want to smell, be everything like you. It's, it's such a step up from everything and like it's not I don't feel like everybody I know like has it it's not like I don't know it's not like a I don't know I just I like it okay like I don't know if it did anything nice to my hair I don't really know I just know I like how it smells I don't know if that's enough of a reason or not but here's the thing so like the tracking information never got any better and then one day I just got a knock on my door and there was a UPS guy there saying sign this I had to sign for you it you just sign for the shampoo yes the box was completely fucked up, like ripped up. Mm. I like pried it open. I knew immediately exactly what it was. I was like, okay. And then 
one of the pumps on one of the shampoo bottles is broken <gasps> and I can't like twist it out. So I have to like physically open the bottle to use oh the conditioner, which is so like emotionally devastating after you've like spent all this money on this stupid product. And like, you've waited two weeks for it to get there to like, not even be able to use it in like a way that was like normal to you. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? And also because the idea is like, okay, I'm going to like, you know, just keep these bottles and keep refilling them. Well, like I can't even do that. Cause I can't even use the fucking bottle. So I'm going to have yeah, to buy another one. Uh, I mean, that seems like something you could call the old hotline and leave a See, message. That's the problem. Cause like, yeah, I would except it took them so. almost three weeks to get here in the first place. I know. I wonder if you could just go and buy it at a, can't you buy it at a store that like another, to another nozzle? Another, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Or just another bottle of shampoo. I I probably could, but it's like, I want to stop buying things online and get back in the streets. That's where the pleasure is. I mean, my favorite things that I buy are always things that like, I will be with a friend. We hit the fucking town. We go around to a bunch of stores. We're like smelling different things. I'm like, I like this one. I like this one. I I get one. And I'm like, I know I like this. Like, I know this is my favorite. This is the one that I chose out of like all of the different scents, out of all of the different whatever XYZs I bought. This is the one I chose and I like it. Like, it's so much as opposed to just being like, oh, I'll try this out and see. And then just like buying it sight unseen because of an ad, like it's, it's so fucked up. And there, I mean, I guess like I could be, I could go to the goop store if I wanted to. It's such a haul. It's such a drive. It's, but it's like, it's first of all, it's not as bad for me. You're right over the hill. Yeah. But also like, you know, it's like, I just don't want to, and it's so much easier to just like stay home and I don't know if it's the pandemic or like general laziness or like a combination, but I just, I want to go physically shopping more. It's fun. I get it. That's why I pretty much stopped doing, well, I did stop doing food delivery just so I can like get out of the house and like pick up food when I'm getting takeout. It's exciting. I know. I know. Well, I haven't ordered delivery. I mean, I usually order delivery kind of a lot. Yeah. Like several times a week. Okay. And I haven't done it at all this week. So we'll see. Yeah. I just, it's like, I mean, you're already spending so much money for takeout and those delivery services. I I just feel so bad. I don't know. They're just, they're so fucked up. Yeah, I feel bad too. But like, I mean, I don't know if this is a fucked up thing to say, but it's like, should you just not do it? Like the people like want, like, is it better to just not use it? I think, I mean, I think if it's probably better to use it than to not use it to, to, to not order from a restaurant, I guess if that's the, I, I will do it. If that's like, if on their website, they link to like one of those sites, I'm like, Oh, I guess they want me to use it. But if they ever have like, um, Oh, so, so you don't feel bad for the Postmates. You feel bad for the restaurant. I feel bad for both, but I feel more bad for the restaurants. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, I see. I see. Cause like there it's like, you know, 30% of their, of the go is going to like DoorDash fees or whatever. And it's like really fucked up. I know. I also do you, when you order food and go and pick it up, do they always think you work for Postmates? Mm, no, I don't think so. Cause I order it. Cause you order it as like a pickup order, not as a delivery order. So when I go and pick it up, they're always like Postmates and I, and I'll just be like, yeah, it's Postmates. Yeah. They always just think I'm there to pick up for Postmates. Oh no. I think they mean, did you order it from Postmates? No. Oh, they think, well, yeah. I mean, I, and maybe they do with me. I don't like, it's fine. Whatever. They're always like, Oh, Postmates. I Postmates. don't know. But I do know um, it when I do pick, uh, when I pick food up, I'm like, I think it's very rare that people pick up their own food. That, I think that's why yeah. uh, I was like, cause I like, I, we ordered food like a couple weeks ago and I like ran in, it was raining and I was like, I was like, they thought I worked at Postmates. Yeah. They, I was like, they thought this was for Postmates. And Brian was like, oh yeah, that happens to me every single time I do it. Cause people, they just aren't used to people picking up their own food. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did drive for Postmates for a week. Oh, you did? I didn't when I, th- when I thought I was losing my job, uh, oh, it's, it's, I feel bad. It's like you, I mean, I think you could get like, figure out how to get good at it and like make money, but it is, it's really, it's really bad. It's like, it's terrible. It's just as bad as people say. Yeah. These other so fucking stupid that they have people doing. It's like, yeah, it is like an evil company. It's uh, Uber, right? Uh, Uber has its own Uber has Uber eats, but it's the same thing basically. Yeah. Or maybe Uber did, but I don't even remember anymore. They're all consolidating. I also ordered a juice cleanse from pressed and I don't think when you order like a delivery from them. I think they just like do an Uber eats order for mm-hmm. you. And I don't think they put a tip on it and you can't put a tip on it. Really? Yeah. So like, you just have to like, you can't do anything. Yeah. That's truly the lowest form of humanity are people that don't tip their delivery drivers. Yeah. It's I that mean, is. Think, yeah. And, oh God. Yeah. It, oh, it's horrible. So yeah, don't, I guess don't order cleanses from pressed then. Yeah. I mean, like I would never say not to use pressed because I love them, but I think just like go and pick it up. Yourself. Pick it up yeah. All right. What are we on my worst? Yeah. Uh, okay. So let me preface this by saying, I think the thought behind it is good. I am definitely pro choice and pro women. Oh, and, the fucking candle. Yeah. Okay. So, but goop is doing this charity candle called hands off my vagina which costs it is a charity candle isn't it it well it's sort of it's it's a 75 dollars candle which whatever it's goop and heretic are doing like a collaboration 20 so a third of it apparently is going to the aclu aclu foundation's reproductive freedom project to add to its fight to protect the rights and basic freedoms that are under attack in america this is great mm-hmm. because as we all know, the Supreme court is a, you know, far right wing radical organization now and Roe versus Wade, Ray, Roe versus Wade will almost definitely get overturned this summer. Mm. The thing with this, first of all, hands, it's like a little too cute for, you know, hands off my vagina. I get it. Only a third of the thing goes to charity. So like 
you're just so, if you really care and you really, and I don't, I haven't re- researched the ACLU foundation's reproductive freedom project. I don't know, like in the, the hierarchy of charities, like what, if this is a good charity or not. So I don't want to speak on that, but like, if you want to give $75 to charity, give $75 to charity. Don't buy a fucking then you can get the candle. I mean, I think it's like for people who want a candle, but they're like, I feel a little bit better. Cause this at least will like give some money to the ACLU or whatever. Yeah, I guess. And then the candle just like has, I don't know. It just like says hands off my vagina. This just seems like, and I know that like people like Jen Gunter hate goop, but this just seems like for the Jen Gunters of the world. It totally does. And I, the one thing I like about it is that like, I know that this will trigger her because like Jen Gunter could never, this will probably raise more money for the ACLU than Jen Gunter ever will in her entire life. And I don't even know if Jen Gunter even cares about the ACLU because she's Canadian, but like, mm. I just, I feel like when goop, like beats people like that at their own game. It's like sort of like delicious. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, but that's the only good thing about it. Other than that, like I do hate, like, remember when she was doing like her Pete Buttigieg campaign (laughs) and like all of this, like I've never really liked when, when Gwyneth or Goop get too political. I think that they should be like an apolitical organization. And I think that they should respect their, um, their Republican <laughs> client base, which is probably like at least 70% of the people who are buying this shit. Yeah. It's just like all the, all of Goop's political statements are so like anodyne, like they're never actually going out on a limb with anything. And they're sort of, and I, and it, I like, I guess there, you can argue that like it's bringing this stuff to an audience that would never seek it out. Like when they, after, um, after like the black lives matter protests in the summer of 2020, they sort of, you know, pivoted to uh, talking a lot about uh, racial justice. And so certain things are, and like, and they actually have done a really good job at diversifying the people that um, write stuff in goop and like having, you know, a lot more like women of color, blah, blah, blah. So in that sense, it's good, but this sort of capitalistic charity product thing, I just always hate it. And this one is like particularly. The reason I don't like it for goop is like, it's just such an undignified thing to do no matter what. Like it's always the, it's always so pathetic. Like the stuff always looks so cheap. Like the thing that they're selling, it's never something like beautiful and wonderful that you would Mm. want anyway. And it just happens to be like um, for charity. It always has this like, same like it has like these like bright blocky colors on it like you always know like that's the charity thing it'll be like bright red or it'll have like a picture of Ruth Bader Ginsburg on it yeah yeah like they might as well have like a notorious RBG thing well they did have like they had like that shirt that was like vote vote they had like a vote thing if anyone fucking tells you to vote now you can you have authority to like shoot them in the head because obviously Voting is for suckers. I'm so proud of every time I ever didn't vote for president, which I've done a couple of times. I think I did it once or twice. I've, I've never done it. And I, I'm too, I'm too much of a pussy not to vote. I'm, I'm too blue pilled in my, Oh God, it's embarrassing. I did vote for Ralph Nader though. So I'm, I can do that. I'll, I, I don't know that I could vote for Biden in 2024. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll end up doing it. Yeah, I'm sure I will too. But it's like, why? I don't know. I'm sure that's what I always say, and then I always end up doing it. But I didn't vote for, <laughs> I didn't vote for John Kerry. Oh, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I was like too young. It was my first presidential election. 
I voted for Howard Dean in the primary. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And then John Kerry fucking was the, I was like, it, that one really shocked me. I was like, because I was so stupid. I was in like political science classes and stuff. And then like Howard, sorry, I'm, I'm just going to talk about this. Cause like I can, but like, I was like, Oh, look, there's like finally a, like a president, like a presidential candidate who's saying that they're going to do all the things that everybody always says that they want. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. As, like as if being so naive and thinking that was the first time that it ever happened <laughs> and then nobody voted for him. And I was like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Like why does everybody like John Kerry so much? And then people were going, I remember on NPR them being like, I mean, he just looks like a president, you know, he looks like Abraham Lincoln. And like, that oh, was yeah. like one good thing about John Kerry. I was like, why would I vote? And then I was just like, Oh fuck it. And I just like, never got my like, whatever I had to like change my registration from LA to Chicago. And I was just like, fuck this. Here's how embarrassing I was in 2004. Uh, I voted for John Kerry in the primary because Howard Dean had already, Howard Dean had already basically dropped out by the time New York had their primary. And I was like, I still got to vote in the primary. And I just, wait, really? Cause I was the New York primary after California. It was so, it, it is, I think it's earlier now, but back then New York was like one of the last primaries. So yeah, it like didn't, it didn't matter. I'm sorry. I called you a live. You seemed really hurt. No, I was, I mean, I was such a good socialist in college and then I became like so lib in like 2003 to, I don't know, after the Iraq war, you'd think that that would make me, I don't know something about. Everybody went crazy, but I mean, I guess like I was too, but like, I just was like, I, I mean, I wasn't even like a socialist or anything. I was just like. I don't understand why everybody likes this stupid no. guy. Like, why does everybody like, like John Kerry so much? <laughs> well, Cause I, I think at that point, him. Bush was such a like ghastly nightmare that. No, no, no. I just mean like during the prime, like yeah, I didn't yeah. understand why everyone was like, so excited. I was like, everybody should be like devastated. Yeah. But I mean, I think I'm the, definitely the only person I think because of just my age, like most of my friends are, are four years older than me and their first election was Nader. My first was that one that I could vote in. And like, but I'm the only person I know who was like totally like red pilled on Howard Dean. And then like, went like he was like my Bernie. Like I like, Oh, he was everyone's Bernie at that point. Yeah. Like I loved Howard Dean too. And the only reason I didn't vote for him in the primary was because he had already basically dropped out. Yeah. Um, But he was sort of, he was obviously never, he was not a socialist. He was, but he was as, left as a national candidate got in 2004 that was yeah, I mean, like he wasn't even that left compared no. to like i mean people I mean, forget how as nader or no. bernie the, how how much our country moved to the right after 9-11 is is like crazy thinking back on it and the, the fact that howard dean was considered the left because he was anti-war he was the only i mean everyone knows this who's like over 30 but like he was the only one who was against the iraq war in 2004 and or the only person running for president at least um as well dennis kucinich too um but he was sort of never a, a mainstream candidate but he was sort of yeah he was sort of your only choice anyway that's yeah. 2004 history time with elderly brian and aggie i know we're such old hags but um, whatever. okay but yeah like joe and kamala uh, i can't even deal with them uh, whatever who gives a shit um all right what's all right. next saddest so then- craziest Oh yeah. My, my craziest was just like that copy that I already said the thing about like, where they're like, you need it. Where like, it just like, I hate when they're advertising, like really get speaks to me on this like very deep level. Like it really 
feels like they know what they're doing too well. And it feels very like, I don't know, like it feels very um, like Mark Zuckerberg metaverse. Like, how are they getting into my brain? Like, what kind of like analytics do they have about the people who read their fucking newsletter that they're like, we're going to talk to you this way. And that's going to make you buy our stuff. It's probably not that big of a deal. And it's like just the kind of thing that would be in any magazine anywhere. But like, does it ever hit you like that where you're like, Oh, that feels very like personal. Oh yeah. Constantly. It's, um, it's scary. And then part of me is just like in the stage of acceptance where I'm like, well, a lot of people, you know, make a lot of money figuring out how to target ads and they're doing their job and and also just like maybe we're just like not special and everybody feels the same way well that's true too yeah yeah no we're definitely not as special as we think and yeah um my saddest was the dkny branded um like athleisure article oh i don't even know it's it's so sad because okay so now everyone so we went through oh my god i can't believe we have to stay home to like Oh, aren't you excited to get back out there to like, oh no, we have to stay home again. And now we're at the stage where DKNY has an article on Goop called The Joys of Being a Homebody. We're back to this bullshit. We're back to it, but we have to like it now. Now it's like now it's like you're you because have to- now it's like another of these like stupid identity things where it's like my identity is like I never leave the house and I'm oh, just like I it's sick. Yeah. Um, but so this is okay. DKNY, which I'm not, you know, I'm not a big fashion person, but even I know that like they are probably 20 to 25 years off of their peak. Uh, aren't they like, are they not back? Oh, are they back? They, see, I that's how much I know. Maybe the are, is DKNY trendy again with the kids. I mean, I don't I know imagine. what is trendy. I just know that like, I got super into Donna Karen, like from the nineties, but I don't even like DKNY stuff, but so, so may, you know, maybe that's another brand like Von Dutch that is like cool again. I have no idea, but these, this, I mean, ad- it should be, shouldn't it? I mean, like it's the most, like, it's like the most 2002 brand you could ever yeah. like, I don't know. And I get like, I get like Donna Karen coming back or like Calvin Klein, like the sort of fancy stuff, but like the yeah. sort of cheapo version, like Armani exchange, all those ones. I just, <laughs> it's so depressing to even think about those brands. Oh my God. Armani exchange. Um, and if you look at this athleisure, it's like a DKNY top $50 DKNY bottoms, $60. They're just lounge pants that look so like you've just completely given up. And I don't know. It just doesn't look, I can't imagine that like a cool Gen Zer would think that this is even well, retro in a fun I way. I don't even think anything. I mean, like, I don't really care what a Gen, Gen no. Z is so young still, first yeah. of all, like Gen Z is not even like, the, I think like maybe college students, like 25 year olds are millennials still, millennials, yeah. or 26 year olds. So like, whatever. And like, I truly hope never to be, I feel so bad for our stupid generation because like we spent the entire first half absolutely obsessing over Gen X and thinking that they were the coolest people in the world and we were shit. And everybody was like, you are shit. Fuck all of you. And then now that we're like finally peaking, we're just completely obsessed with Gen Z. I'm not like, they're the coolest people in the world and we're shit. And everyone is like, yeah, you old pieces of shit. Fuck you again. 
And like, I truly want to just keep my blinders on in terms of like the generations and like not aspire to be like someone who was 15 years younger than me. Like that is like my, that is the only my only standard I have for myself. It's humiliating. That, like, I, mean, I will not be like caring. I will not care what like someone in Gen Z thinks about like that. I can't. It's like I simply cannot. That, and that's, Gwyneth that's Paltrow a, was even older than us. She's uh, she's Gen X. Oh, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow is Gen X. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. that's the thing that we need to I, a lesson. Actually, we should take from the Boomers is they always were confident that their generation was the best, and they never wavered from that. Every other generation is. Well, no, Gen X, I feel like, has always had sort of a an inferiority complex as well. I feel like Gen X, like, really? I've always felt like Gen X was like, we're the ones who don't give a shit. Yeah, but we're I think it's come back to bite them in the ass yeah. now because they're middle-aged and they realize that they sort of squandered their chance. Because who's the, the only Gen X president is like Obama and probably will, because I don't think Kamala is ever going to become president. So I think, I think he's going to be the only, I'm not that like the presidency is the the arbiter of, of if your generation. I mean, I feel like Gen X, well, because Gen X is like just at the age where like those people, what are like presidents even are like, you know, now, because especially as people are getting like the entire political class is like, is like the crypt keeper, like disturbingly old. Um, It's completely bonkers how old these fucking people are like Joe Biden. It's Trump. All of them are too old. It's insane. But like, I, I feel like weren't most of the people who were running were probably Gen X. Like, well, Beto is definitely Gen X. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. But like Pete is a a millennial. I think that I feel like the next president, unless it's going to be another yeah zombie is going to probably be like a millennial. I think they're going to swing young, but who knows? You never know. But even if you're over four, I mean, the oldest millennials by then will be like 42 or 43. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's still kind of young for a president, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. Um, I'm just saying anyway. Okie doke. What would you try? So I like don't really even know what this is, but like whatever this art, this piece about the um, finding pleasure in your body with this, the wild woman's way, I am into it. So I skimmed it. I think this might be like overly sexual more than what I'm really looking for. Sure. But I love they made up a new archetype called the wild woman, which I've never, is that real? Is that because like an archetype is something is supposed to be something that like all of us can access through like the collective unconscious. So like we should all sort of know what that is to an extent or like we should, it should be something that we've seen repeated over and over again in like pop culture and in theater and film and stuff like we should have an idea the wild woman like a like prince charming or something like Mm. that or like a virginal like young like woman or like something like that um the wild woman i don't know what is that is it is it samantha jones is it what is it is it like uh like a like a a, a positive spin on being like a witch or like what is yeah wild (laughs) 
She's the untamed. architect that invites us to unfold the parts of ourselves that are mysterious, untamed, and free of the layers of our societal conditioning, beliefs, and habits. She is to be understood as part of each woman that comes from nature and as part of nature. I work, see, I need examples of, I need examples. This natural expression looks and feels different for each woman. No two are ever alike. There's no fixed idea, dogma, or template into which we need to fit ourselves, but rather we see the engagement with her as an entry point to our own vast and inner landscape. Yeah. That seems too um, vague. It is a little bit vague, but I like and the idea. uniquely connected to our lower bodies, the power to create our instinct, our ability to feel pleasure as well as to procreate sit in the lower part of our body. Mm. What um, is this selling? What are we talking about here? It's an exercise to bring attention. Oh, nice. Okay. How do we free up the suck energy there? Here's one simple exercise to bring attention and energy back to the lower body. Stand barefoot and feel your feet in the ground. Notice the texture of the ground beneath you begin to move your body without moving your feet, keeping them firmly planted. As you explore how you, how your body wants to move, try stretching upward and elongating your spine, move your hips, wiggle them, stretch your lower back. You can roll your neck and shoulders, make funny faces, and even stick out your tongue feel whether there are any areas in the body that need some extra movement and attend to those areas by moving and stretching. And then there's like another, uh, another half of it. Oh, and then she has a book. Oh, it's a book. Okay. It's a book. Keep keep talking. I got to get my um, plug. All right. I guess I'll just keep reading about the rest of the exercise because I really was not expecting this to get thrown to me like that. Bring your attention back to your feet as you're standing. Take note of your lower body. Notice if your buttocks are clenched or if your pelvic floor feels tight. Like as I get older, I just, I don't know, like everything about goop that I used to think was like silly. I now think is fully cool. I 100% like all of it. I like none of it. Ironically, I'm embarrassed that I was ever judgmental about goop in any way. I'm like the more out there these things are, unless it's like prohibitively expensive, like the red light mat, like that mat you have to lie down on or whatever. But if there's like a book that's telling me that I need to like go stand in the dirt or whatever, like I want to do it. Like I want to get and like, I want to do all of the, I want to do all of it. Become a wild woman. Yeah. I was just saying how, like, I like everything in goop for real. Sure. I mean, Stockholm syndrome. We, uh, I think it's Stockholm syndrome of like time more than Gwyneth. Yeah. 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 No, it makes well, sense. I feel like, you know, there are two paths like diverged in a yellow wood. Is that what how that goes? Diverged in a yellow wood. A I, yellow wood. Not it, okay. diverged. What does it go? Two, yeah, I think it's two paths diverged. In a yellow wood. I don't remember. Is that yellow. how it goes? Two paths diverged in a yellow wood. Okay. okay. And so one of them is I become Gwyneth Paltrow. Not really, but I become like you know, I follow Gwyneth and one is I follow Jen Gunter. Those are truly the two feminine archetypes. They are. And I chose the one more taken, the Gwyneth Paltrow one, because that is the more pleasurable one. Yeah. It's the, it's the one where you can have a little bit of dignity and you're self-aware 
It, and that's I fun. think I would rather be the person who's like trying new things and having fun and like not, and like working out and like keeping open to like exploring the world around me than the person who's like completely closed off and thinks like everything is stupid. And like, you know, I would just, that's it. So I, I can only, you can only choose one, like every, every human being. And I don't think it's a gender thing. Once you pass 35, you need to start making some serious decisions. Are you going to be a wellness person or are you going to be a science person? Mm -hmm. And I think you should choose wellness um, because it's more fun. Absolutely. And it, it keeps, it keeps you young, maybe not literally, but because you're always seeking new ideas uh, you're always trying to learn. You never think that you know everything. You're always humble about your own uh, your own proficiency in. And you stay you're... like more present because, like, even though it is totally aspirational and it has some like negative elements to it, um, you're not like I don't know. There's just like this depressing worldview of these people who totally don't believe in any of this stuff or like don't want to genuinely try it where they're like, or they try it just so that they can prove that it's bullshit or whatever, where like there's, what is it all for? Like, what are you living for just to like be right and die? Is that all you want? That is Jen Gunter's, uh, manifesto be right and die yeah she also is like her social media i mean she's also sort of forgotten about gwyneth lately she's been railing against dr oz because i guess dr oz is like running for senate or whatever i mean dr oz is whatever yeah he's kind terrible. of a dweeb yeah um he's always been stupid though but jen she I don't know. She's really into diet Coke. She's posting a lot about diet Coke lately. I almost People all work. like diet Coke so because weird. there's no proof that like aspartame is actually bad for you. So they like love to make a big deal about how they drink it. It's just, I don't know. It's like, what, what are you, what are you out to prove? And also I don't think it's true. I mean, I do, I diet Coke, let's be real. It has to make your skin bad, right? It has to. Well, and it spikes your, I don't know if it technically spikes your blood sugar, but it spikes your appetite. Your body is convinced that you're drinking sugar. And so you still start, you still crave sweet things. I'm not like anti-diet. Like I'll have a Diet Coke every once in a while. It's fine. But you can't say that it's like not harmful. I so, love Diet Coke. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But Even like, Donald Trump knew that Diet Coke was bad. Donald Trump, the man said, I've never seen a skinny person yeah. drinking Diet Coke. And, um, and then he's, and then his next tweet was like, but I'll keep, I'll keep uh, drinking this garbage. Yeah, he's okay. like, he was he self-aware enough. And he did keep drinking yeah. the garbage. Uh, and he, he drinks it. He's one of those people who drinks Diet Coke instead of coffee in the morning, which is like, so, which I, I mean, like that is just enough, just another thing. Ooh, yeah. And Obama didn't drink coffee either. He drank water or green tea, which is its own thing. Yeah. Well, Obama, I think, has an eating disorder. I mean, that's, do you really think that? Yeah. Cause he would have that whole thing of like the seven almonds. Like he, he's, and he's so, he's so skinny. I do, I do think he has, I don't want to say that I don't want to diagnose him, but I do think he has like issues around food that he could never, he could never talk about because that's like the one sort of taboo for like a masculine leader is to talk about their food issues. But he was, he's so fit. And they also always have a bowl of apples and he had one in his office that was like a continuation of like a 
family tradition or something where like they have like a bowl of apples that every, like a guest can take. It's weird. No, I think he, I think he's orthorexic at least. Almonds, apples, green tea. I mean, these are, it's not shaping up to be great. Plus first lady Michelle's. Um, oh, her plan. nanny state. <laughs> yeah. Which is so funny because like, if, cause now that would be like, liberals would like lose their fucking mind oh, yeah because it's not and body like, positive yeah how dare oh god sorry this is like a tangent but that people were saying that like any sort of um fitness or going to the gym is eugenics who said that it was just idiots on social media we're like if you if you care about your body if you go to the gym that's eugenics how it is i mean what isn't eugenics yeah, i guess eugenics? To, some, to a certain group of person um well, that is, so, I mean, it's so funny. Just like imagine whatever. It's just so funny how things, how quickly they change. Cause yeah, like, and how, and like she, it is, I, I mean, I'm not like a huge fan of Michelle Obama, whatever. I don't care, but like it is good to get kids to exercise and like eat healthy. So in that sense, like I, I am totally fine with whatever that initiative was, but um, yeah, it's funny. I know, I but then, but then good. when everyone's kid gets diagnosed, but that's the thing with these liberal scolds is they're in general, they're fine. They're like, Oh, body positive, fat acceptance, blah, blah, blah. But if their own kids are overweight or develop health problems, they would freak out. Oh, a hundred percent about everything. Yeah. That's true about everything. Like they're kind of the opposite of conservatives in that way where like they say conservatives like don't care about anything unless it affects like their kid like dick cheney's daughter was a lesbian and then he was mm-hmm. like accepted lesbians or something i don't know but like they're sort of the opposite where they're like yeah i love everything but they still have these like super exacting like high demands for their own kids like wellness and education and like careers yeah. um but that's just because everyone's a hypocrite what would I try? Oh, okay. Here's there's a just another soup article. You know, I love soups, especially this time of year. This is I love when Gerda uh goes into the food space because I, you know, my feelings on Caitlin. I feel like Gerda's actually better at Caitlin, better than Caitlin at Caitlin's job. Yeah. I mean, Caitlin's been sort of MIA. She well, I do have to say, I, I follow Caitlin on social media and I think she's totally amazing. She really spends a lot of time with this charity that like um, delivers meals to unhoused people. And she like puts her money where her mouth is like, she'll spend all day like packing lunches and delivering them to people. So I, I think I honestly go to work. So I don't know if it's like that instead of work or whatever, (coughs) but um, no, I I think Caitlin's doing a great job, but Gerda's soup recipes. Okay. So, you know, our immune systems, I don't know if our immune systems are compromised, but this time of year, people get sick. And especially now with Omicron on the loose, I oh guess God. people are getting really sick. So Gerda has four soups that to help your immune system. They all look great. Well, three of them look great. Okay. Bolivian peanut stew looks so good. It's like you basically just take raw peanuts, soak them in water, make a broth, and then like put like a chicken leg in it. So it's like chicken soup with peanuts and like some cilantro mm-hmm. and stuff. Yum. Mm-hmm. Then we got a coconut lemongrass and parsnip soup with uh with like serrano peppers and fresh mint. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Then we have a root vegetable goulash, which I think 
it might be a little, I would, maybe I would need something else on the side, Okay. but it does look beautiful. Then yeah. this last one, I'm sure it's a spinach, uh, donjong. I think that's a, I'm probably pronouncing that bad, but it's a Korean style soup with clams. I just, I'm sure it's great. The, the broth you use like a Korean style soybean paste instead of miso. I'm sure that's really tasty. Clams are something I would order at a restaurant, but I'm not going to like make clams. Right. So that's my thing with that one, but the rest of them I would totally make. Yeah. That sounds good. Sounds they all, healthy. They all sound, yeah. Good, healthy. I, I, I need like a good crusty bread with my soup. So I would add like a good crusty bread, but other than that, these could be main dishes. Yeah, I kind of went through a soup phase, but then I got over it. You got over it? Yeah. No, I was, I was I, the beginning of the winter, I'm always in a soup phase. And then come this time, I, well, I also, John got me like a, a nice Le Creuset roasting pan for Christmas. Okay. So I've just been like roasting vegetables on that pan a lot. And it's been nice. I've just been making this like miso salmon. I invent the same way you invented salad dressing. I like invented this miso salmon. That's like the most common recipe ever, but it's like two spoons of miso, a spoon, a tablespoon or a teaspoon, whatever of, um, maple syrup, um, soy sauce and rice wine vinegar and garlic and ginger. And I just mix it all up. And, um, put it on top of salmon and just roast it. And that's like my shit. And I eat that like so many times. So you put it on the salmon raw and then put it all in the oven. Yeah. And just bake it. Mm. Wait for what? 15 minutes at 400. I bake it for, depending on the size, I sort of eyeball it, but like, I think I do like 450 and I'll do like seven. I I'm like a little OCD about cooking fish. I might overcook it. I cook it. Um, uh, I do seven minutes on one side and then I flip it and then I do five minutes on the other. Okay. That sounds good. Too bad. But I just don't like, I, I'm like so scared of my fish or my chicken being undercooked, even though fish. Yeah. Chicken. I get fish. Fish, I'm fine with it raw in the middle. Fish is not going to like be bad for you. I don't like it. I either like it cooked all the way through. Okay. I don't like it meat. I don't know how to explain. I guess I, I guess I like it a little bit more done. No, I get it. And salmon is, uh, it's like fatty enough that it's fine, you know, cooked all the way through. Yeah. I think, yeah, to each his own. That sounds like a good recipe that you made yeah. up. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. My invented, but it was sort of based on the miso salmon at Goop. I was like, I can make this. They're just oh, putting miso on it, right? And then that's basically all they're doing. So. I have been obsessed since you introduced me to that TikTok lady from San Fran- Emily Mariko or whatever. Oh my god, yeah. Her TikToks are so fascinating. She's so yeah. she's such a weirdo. Yeah. Um, but I there was one I saw where she's I guess she bought some fancy like toaster oven or something, and she was just unboxing it and it was it was mesmerizing. Does she have is it the kind you have to put water in? <laughs> oh, I it might be. I think I just saw her literally take it out of the box. I don't think I even saw her cook anything in it, but it might be. Yeah. Uh... Well, I had to take TikTok off my phone for a second time. I that was like part of the reason my week was so fucked up. Like, I can't be trusted with TikTok. Like, I will go on a bender with TikTok. Like, I can watch TikTok for so long. Interesting. And it. The second I open the app, depression falls, like anxiety. And I just, I'm like, 
scrolling and scrolling. And it's like, I'm like hunched over and just like watching these stupid videos. And I hate all of that. I mean, they're so bad and so dumb. And like, it's just something, it feels so isolated and so lonely watching TikTok. I don't even know why, like there'll be like a celebrity TikTok, but it's like, they, they've been consumed by TikTok. They're not like gracing the app with their presence. Like they've been like everybody else. Like everything is so flat. Um, and you could be looking at anything. Like you can look at like some like Emily Mariko making salmon. And then you look at like someone getting the shit beat out of them by the police. And then you see like a 17 year old girl, like doing this like sexual dance. And then you're just going and it's like, whatever. It's like nothing. It's it, it is so disturbing. That's why I, I just can't watch it for more than a minute or two because it's, yeah, you watch a couple of videos that are nice. And then one, even like if I just filter it for like food videos, which is sort of the only thing I like on TikTok. after a couple, you're just seeing people make the most disgusting shit. And I can't, it's like, it's, it, it makes me sick to look at it. For yeah. A couple the minutes. food is so disgusting. It's always just like this, like fried cheesy stuff yeah. with like a bucket of dried seasoning on it. And like, oh, yeah. it's so awful. No, I, yeah. I'm, I mean, I guess I'm old school in the sense that I'm still a New York times cooking bon appetit. Very <laughs> excited for the Alison Roman CNN plus show. Oh yeah. Me too. Like super psyched for that. But yeah, I can't deal um, the TikTok food people, you know, every once in a while there's a good one, but on the whole there, yeah, it's just, it's just disgusting to look at regular yeah. people cook food in their real kitchens is like, the most horrifying thing I can imagine. It's so disgusting because everyone's kitchen is dirty. Mm -hmm. Their pots and pans are like so tragic. And then like the stuff they eat, they're always like, I feel like it's always someone like putting water in a, into something that you wouldn't think would have water in it. Like it's just, it's it's really upsetting and gross. And then of course uh, the instant pot and then. Oh, the air um, fryer the air fucking fryer and then the block of cheese with pasta on it <laughs> is another one. The one that was good was that tortilla thing. Oh yeah. Section the tort. It's just like a different way to make a wrap. That was fun. Yeah. There's certain little techniques that you can get on TikTok that are fun, but the actual, and what other, what also bothers me about TikTok is at least on Instagram, it's like, there will be a link to a recipe and TikTok, it's like, it goes by so fast and you can't even look at, I, I don't know. I, again, I'm probably showing my age, but I'm like, I like to look at a recipe. You have to like pause it and cause yeah. they never want you to. Yeah. And also like they are speaking a different language. Cause I think it is for people who are like at least 10 years younger than me, maybe 15 yeah. and like they maybe 20 and like they are like, I think they just are like, their eyes are better than mine and their minds work faster. Cause it's like, they'll like flash something so fast on the screen and you're supposed to know what it means. Apparently there was just a guy that got canceled in New York called West Elm. Oh, what is I? Yeah. I saw people talk about that and I just couldn't engage with it. There was like a guy named like West Elm something, Caleb. And he like worked at West Elm. He's like a furniture designer, which I do think is a very like sex in the city job, which I did think that that was fun. 
But I guess like these girls on TikTok realized that he was like dating them and like he would like wake up, one of them would like wake up in his bed and go home and then he'd go on a date with another one who's like meeting all these girls on Hinge and like just like kind of a serial dater and like. But isn't that normal in your 20s to do stuff like that? That's what I thought. But what the fuck do I know? Mm -hmm. They were really pissed and then they like found out i don't know they just and then they're all making videos about him and apparently like i think tinder it's or i don't know who it said like a, a rival dating app i assume tinder i don't know like made a billboard out of his profile oh, which wow. is like really low but yeah that's sort of dystopian that like i mean I've, i'm sure you like sign away all of your like rights to your own image and stuff when you sign up for those sites but that is crazy that someone can like make an ad out of your out of what an asshole you are it's like a black mirror episode Ugh, yeah that's like, that's really this guy and also like i mean i don't know but he i mean i don't know but it's like he didn't do any i mean he was just sort of like dating a lot he was of girls. sleeping around yeah he was sleeping around which like i feel like if he's a 25 year old guy like i kind of feel like that's his right yeah I yeah i mean it's so weird <clears throat> I mean, I guess whatever. Um, How did we get so, here? We're ta- oh, we're talking about TikTok. We're talking about TikTok. TikTok, yeah. Ugh. And like, I don't know, everything on the internet. I, I think Goop is the one place where the writing doesn't feel, on the internet, where the writing feels, um, doesn't feel like flat. Uh, I think she sh- actually has the best writing on the internet. <laughs> like sure. that thing that I just read where she's like, feel your hips and da, da, da. It's like, where else are you reading that? I read this like Buzzfeed article about West Elm Caleb. And it was like, it felt like it was written by a, like a book report by a seventh grader on something that happened on the internet. Like, yeah, I love goop. I need goop. It's like, it's the only web. It's the only good website. Oh, it's true. I mean, goop, I will go on Reddit, like <laughs> Twitter, <laughs> Those are my, and then I'll do like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll glance at the New Yorker, New York uh, Times, LA Times, Vanity Fair, I haven't AV Club, except AV Club is canceled now. Why? Oh, because the, the corporation that bought it, like, basically gave an ultimatum to all their writers that they had to move to LA or lose their jobs. And so everyone sort of stuck together and left. And so now it's sort of like a, sort of like what happened with them. What was the sports website that people liked? The one that Diana. Yeah. Um, it's a similar thing where like the, the people that, that they like started their own. They, well, they haven't, maybe they will, but it's sort of, sort of like a skeleton company now with um, not scabs because everyone was, no one was union anyway, but it's uh, the people that made that site, what it was are no longer working there. Um. I just saw an absolutely disgusting picture on Reddit searching for goop and I won't say what it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's not a good good goop, uh, Reddit community. Maybe we should start it. We should. I was just checking and I didn't find anything. Cause there's a, um, there's a Gwyneth Paltrow group, but it's like, it's very like, I think like weird guys from Brunei or something, just posting pictures of like her looking hot. Deadspin. I think it was not Deadspin. Yeah. They started their own, like, they started yeah. like another one. Um, well, okay. I right. won't read the AV club, but spoiler alert, I didn't anyway. So <laughs> it's not really going to change anything about my life. Um, what would you buy? Okay. I guess I would just buy, like, I do still want to like keep going with my hair care pro- 
I want to keep leveling up my hair care and I need the way they're like, you need a grown up face cleanser. I actually don't, but I do need a grown up leave in conditioner. Mm. And I think I might try my next big hair product might be if I don't, cause well, maybe I'll go into the store and look at it and smell it and touch it. Like I said, I was going to do. There are also great places to walk to in my neighborhood that sell this shit. I mean, like I have a lot of like salons and beauty stores in my neighborhood, but I might try this grown alchemist smoothing hair treatment, which is $49 for, I can't make out. My eyes aren't good enough to see how much is in this. I'm just blow it up. Um, but I think that's the one I would buy. Leave-in conditioner. Grown alchemist leave-in conditioner. And then I'll be complete (laughs) until I find something else I need. They have good scents. I had a grown alchemist. uh, Was it a, I think it was a face cleanser at some point that was really nice. Oh, really? I think so. I think it was grown alchemist. Um, All right. What would I buy? This is hypothetical and a fantasy because I literally have no kitchen counter space and I can't, I can't, I don't, I can't, I don't have one room for one more gadget and I would never actually use this. Or I would use it once, but in my fantasy of what I would, how I would like to live, I would love to have this milkmaid non-dairy milk maker. Would you really? I mean, again, I don't think I would really use it very often, but fresh homemade nut milk is really good. It would be so expensive too. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, so it's, it looks like a coffee maker. It's a hundred, it's on sale. It's $199 final sale. And it says making non-dairy milk has never been easier. Not only does this machine have settings for almond, soy, cashew, oat, macadamia, and coconut milks. It does all the prep work for you too. So you don't have to worry about pre-soaking or straining anything. Just add a handful of nuts or oats, a drop of vanilla, chocolate, or other flavoring if you like, and make sure there's enough water in the basin. And it works like a coffee maker. You just turn it on and it turns nuts and water into, into milk. Yeah, that sounds good. That does Doesn't that sound good? Yeah, it sounds great, actually. Because, like, I know you can do that in the Vitamix, but you have to get a cheesecloth. And I do and have a cheese. I do have a cheesecloth because at one point I thought I would make uh, oat milk, but I have not done it once. I mean, it just seems like a huge pain in the ass. Yeah, because you're straining. I ha- Before I had a juicer, I made juice in the Vitamix so a few times and would strain it with the cheesecloth. And it's just like a pain. It's just a pain in the ass. It's a pain in the ass. Hmm. Um, but this, if, if I had an endless s- supply of counter space, I would definitely buy this and attempt to make my own. I mean, oats would, oat milk is probably the easiest because you can just buy oats. I mean, I guess you can just buy nuts too, but nuts seem like way more expensive. It seems cheaper to just buy nut milk. Oh, I'm sure it's cheaper. Than to buy all of those nuts. But like a fresh and soy is the one milk that is completely different. If you get fresh soy milk from the package, oh, is it? like the, the Vietnamese place that does the good turmeric fish thing, mm-hmm. they make their own soy milk there. It's so fucking good. Is it like really savory or is it? I mean, yeah, it's not like super sweet. You can flavor it with stuff or put it in like milk tea and stuff. I've actually never had it plain, but I've had it with um, like iced tea and it's, it's just creamy and there's not much flavor, but it just tastes like fresh and it doesn't taste chemically at all. It's just really nice. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. It's like $8 for it. It's expensive. Everything's expensive. Everything is expensive. Yeah. 
yeah, so that's what I would buy. Um, all right, shall we make our big oh, announcement? Throwing up. All right, PB's throwing up. So, quick announcement. Don't panic. Be able to hear it. Don't panic, everyone. But we are slightly changing the format of this podcast. Not format. The way it's the, released. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, so we love doing this every week. We will still do it every week. Um, but we want to continue to bring you, you know, extra content and be able to try lots of Goop products and review Goop Kitchen and all that stuff. So what we are doing is we are going to put half of these episodes on our Patreon to encourage people to join our Patreon. And we know, you know, we want, we want to actually like give people what they pay for and, you know, you know, paying $5 a month is not, it's not nothing. It's a good, it's a big, you know, it's a big thing to ask. Yeah. There's like a lot of, yeah. So we want to, uh, we want to reward our loyal patron patreons and encourage people to sign up. So, and we're still going to do the extra bonus episode. Like oh. you'll still, if you're a Patreon, you're still going to get like the extra episode. It's just, if it's just like, you're also going to get, um, two more episodes, you know, from the Patreon than you would get if you weren't. Yeah. So we're just going to alternate every week. Uh, like a lot of podcasts do do one on the free feed, one on the Patreon and go back and forth. And, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll take it from there, but we've doing this. We've been doing this podcast for you like, know, over six so, years, like literally embarrassingly. Time. It was so long. So that's the deal. That's the deal. Okay. So hopefully you'll come and see us on Patreon. If not, we will see you in see two you. weeks or we will see you next week. If you're a Patreon. All right, guys, we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do 
not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.